I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. Well, today I would like to talk about fear. Hmm. What kind of what fear? Is fear? What, what is fear? Not like the 1996 film starring Reese Witherspoon. Oh, damn it. I know. I'm, I'm sorry. It's the wrong episode. Turning like, <laughs> 25 this year. Yeah. Yeah. So stick a pin in that. Uh, Who knows? We might come back, come back yeah. to it at one point. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but no, just the psychology of fear. Mm. Was was that a class that was optional? To I mean, not in my school. In uh, I would have taken it. Maybe. I would have too. Because at the end of the day, I'm actually kind of a scaredy cat, even though I watch all these horror movies. Um, yeah, I, I would like to know more about the psychology of fear. Plus, yeah. the professor's kind of a babe. Um, yeah, he's got uh, he's got the double first 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 names. Yeah, Edward Derrick, because he's that much man. <laughs> he has to have two names. What a man! What a man! What a mighty good man! <laughs> what a mighty good man! <laughs> Is he somebody? I've seen him in something else before. Is he somebody? I, I think I, he's a mannequin. Oh, okay, that's know. why <laughs> I've seen him. I've, I saw him at the local Kmart. Okay, that's right. That's right. He was in uh, Two Evil Eyes, the anthology film from George Romero and Dario Argento. Mm, okay. Um, he, he played in the Romero segment. He was like a conniving evil dude with Adrian Barbeau, and they were going to, like, steal some money. Or, I haven't seen that in a long, a, long, a long time. What's his name? Do you know? Rami Zada. Rami Zada. Okay. Kind of a Chris Sarandon vibe a little bit. I think because he wears, like, the same sweater, like that Bill Cosby sweater. Mm. Mm-hmm. Does doesn't Chris Sarandon wear one of those in Fright Night? I believe so. What's his story like in this? I don't. We'll get to it. But I would like to know. I, I, don't, I don't get his like motivations here if he has any. Um. Yeah. Cause is he a person? Is he a ghoul? Mm-hmm. What What is he exactly? Because things at the end. It. I. I hmm. There's questions. He's the embodiment of their fears. And. Uh... Oh. He was never there to begin nope. with. He is just a manifestation mm-hmm. of fear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm take that m night Shyamalan. maybe yeah yeah what a twist maybe the maybe yeah. the real class was the friends they made along the way maybe he's just a clock maybe maybe that's what he he is he he hasn't gone into his true form yet mm-hmm. we're talking about that that's what this movie needs more of clocks yes exactly because we need to know exactly when it is in every segment yes. when is it after midnight yes. when is it not yes <laughs> because we only see that one mm-hmm. Which suggests that yeah. it's before midnight, but when is it after midnight? Yeah. That's what I want to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to know that. This does feel kind of proto-urban legend to me. I don't know, like just oh, totally. a lot of yeah. stuff that goes on here. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, actually, I wouldn't mind if this apparent new urban legend that I guess isn't being made because <laughs> I've heard nothing we from didn't it. hear much about yeah. it in like two or three years. Yeah, but um, if they were going to do it, if they do at some point, mm-hmm. it would be cool if they did it like this, where it's like multiple stories, you know? Yeah. Yeah, just embrace the urban legends f- format and just you know make an anthology. Yeah, I'd be down for that. Um, just a group of college students sitting around telling scary stories like this. That's all you need. Uh, Rebecca Gayhart can stop in for a moment. And, I'd be okay with that. Yeah, yeah. and then Loretta Divine pop pops. She can in be in every like, story. Like just they put her in every story for some reason. Uh, each amazing yeah, person wants her there. Yeah, it is the first week of halloween mm-hmm. month which is our oh. anthology horror yes. month Ooh. are you feeling spooky, spooky. we have so many is there spookiness in the air i there's something there depression and anxiety <laughs> and yes. yes and fall things <laughs> and pumpkin spice, and pumpkin spice. Yeah. <laughs> everything nice <laughs> it's all the good stuff depression pump it's a way of life depression pumpkin spice and everything nice <laughs> that's what we're made of yes and chemical <laughs> x <laughs> yeah we got a whole month lined up of uh anthology or which uh we, we haven't even covered one of these so we don't know how it's gonna work <laughs> you know we haven't we've been talking about it since the, be- the beginning the, the very beginning and yeah. uh it's like we don't know how to talk about these because it's you know, multiple stories in 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 one movie yep. you know so yep. it's gonna be like and then that story ends and then <laughs> yeah, we're on this, this one, story and then the story like oh my god and then our heads explode yeah and it'll be Great yeah, for the, the Skinner style. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
hopefully y'all will enjoy the movies we pick. This one's not, you know, as well known, so hopefully you can track yeah. it down. It's it's fun though. People don't talk about this one no. that much, which is kind of kind of a shame because yeah. it's it's a nice little romp. It is. And, it uh, is. I I hadn't seen it until I was actually in college. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had always seen the artwork at the video store and been like, what's this about? Yeah. Because it was just like this girl screaming and she's like inside of a clock or something. Yeah, and yeah. Like, I don't know. And I was like, what is this? But I guess when this came out, like anthologies weren't really happening that much. Yeah, there were only a couple there in the 80s. Uh, the yeah. Creep shows and uh, yeah, you got <clears throat> creep Twilight shows. Zone and uh, mm-hmm. Cat's Eye. Those are the big ones, anyway. Yeah, like right at the end there. I think it was, what was this, like 88, 89? 89 is what it says, but who knows yeah, if it wow. was sitting around. Who knows, like, those movies. Yeah. You never know. It <clears throat> had a $3 million budget, which is not terrible. Oh. Uh, but it only made 76000 so it was a pretty huge oh. box office bomb. Uh, Maybe it was one of those, like, limited releases. It could be. Maybe the Rotten Tomatoes score will be really high. <laughs> oh, we'll see. Oh, just you wait. Two <laughs> percent. I'm like, well, fuck you. Dare to dream. <laughs> Sometimes I'm surprised. I'm like, oh, good. Ninety-eight yeah. percent. I agree. And then other times, I like, object. Four yeah. percent. I'm like, that's rude. That's very rude. Elwood's hat on there. I object. <laughs> well, there. The biggest news this week which I'm sure y'all have heard about, is from our dear Elvira, right? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Wow. Yes, she is... was not expecting that. She has been in a queer relationship for 19 years now with a woman. Unbelievable. So cool, though. Yeah. So cool. Uh, and, you know, it's pretty... I mean, yeah, she has a, a big career at this point, but still, it's pretty brave to, mm-hmm. to come out like that because her yeah. her biggest fan base probably is these, you know, oversexed men who just want to watch mm-hmm. her, you know, do these things. <laughs> I don't know. Like jiggle, <laughs> jiggle. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pretty much. It's like she has two sets of fans. She has those, and then she has the women and gay men <laughs> who just, like, love her for... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's so true. Like, I, I, I do wonder, like, I don't think there's ever been, like, a poll yet, yeah. you know, but I would say it's probably split pretty pretty well in half yeah, yeah. i've seen a couple people be like you know why did she wait so long and i'm like you know what just just back <sighs> off i mean it, it she's not like listen some hollywood like tom cruise type who like obviously right. is gay and like dating all these women for years like like it's just she keeps her private life private you know that's that's fine right like i mean listen she's what she's in her sev- 70s now right yeah she just so turned 70 i think yeah that generation it's a different generation like there there's still a lot of stigma attached and i think like young kids these 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 days you know they don't understand that kind of mentality yeah and i I mean good for them in the sense that they were able to i guess grow up in a time where they weren't discriminated against for who they were that's great i guess yeah yeah but you have to remember that still in certain parts of the country well, hell, really everywhere. Yeah. There are certain people that still treat LGBT people like second-class citizens. Right. And so there's a, a fear there that if you come out, you're going to be treated like a piece of shit. Yeah. And yeah. so I get it. Yeah, there are still, uh, like you said, the very polarized country. We have places that are have become more and more liberal and then places that seems like they become more and more conservative. And it's like, mm-hmm. it'd be nice to find some sort of balance here, but, uh, more toward the liberal side, it hopefully, is. but yeah, you know, here's it's, uh, yeah. So uh, hopefully she will be an inspiration to others to come out and live their truth. And, uh, you know, absolutely. You know, it's never too late. Y'all. It's never, it's never too, too late. late. No. I mean, cause like, didn't we all know like that one family that just seems so perfect. And mm-hmm. then like, their kids went away to college and all of a sudden the mom or the dad like came out as gay <laughs> and you're like, what, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> so it's never too late. It's never too late. I mean, I didn't know this family, but it sounds like a good family to know. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean like I, it, it just being in the South, there's a lot of these like Southern mm-hmm. Baptist families that are so repressed mm-hmm. and then the kids go, go away and they're like, I guess I can just divorce you now because we don't have to like do it for the kids and stuff yeah, yeah it's yeah it's wild there's so it still happens it still happens there you still see um ostensibly straight men marrying women and then coming out mm-hmm. or not coming out and just sleeping with men all the time which just oh yeah uh 
Like I've gone on Grinder and it's like blank profiles and you still get all those like discreet guys oh, yeah. and it's like eh, really it's like 2021 y'all I know. like I don't it's it's a little <clears throat> like I don't want to judge anybody but it just doesn't seem like a fun life you know to have to hide I judge them the if they are married to a woman and wasting her life yeah. by yeah it does seem cheating on her like you know sad yeah. yeah it's like because then you're like well who's fulfilling her needs exactly that's the you thing know? yeah it's like. I mean, vibrators are great, yeah. but are they that fulfilling? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they are. Like, if if it's, like, an open situation where, like, you know, yeah. if he if he's come out, and the, but they've decided they're going to stay together and he can mm-hmm. sleep with whatever, that's one thing. But, like, if he's, like, lying yeah. to her and sleeping with men yeah. on the side and, like, that's kind of fucked up. Like, pretty fucked that's up. That's what's tough, though, is, is that, you know, someone will say, like, oh, well, my spouse, they understand we have an open relationship. But mm-hmm. then, like, sometimes they're just lying right, and exactly. you're like, oh. Yeah. But then you, you have to think, well, it's not your fault if you go through with it. It's not really your fault because if they lied to you, that's on them. That's not on you. Right, you know? So if, right. if you really didn't know, then, you know, but it's, it's just, uh, it's weird. And you have to it's like, little, it, it, icky. it's icky. And then you have to start your life all over if you break up and it's like you're 50 yeah. years old and trying to date again. It's like, what? I don't know. Oh, it's, it's just tough. So yeah, just live, live your truth. <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with Elvira, but just, just, just live, live your truth. truth. <laughs> <laughs> she also came out with her memoirs, which I got the. Uh, I can't wait to read. I got the audio book for it because I got to let listen to her hear it. So yeah, yeah, read it seems it. like that would be the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. I've heard a lot of people are like, yeah, I was just gonna buy the book, but the audio book seems the the way to go because mm-hmm. I mean, half of it is in her delivery, right? You know, right. And so I, yeah, I, I might just get the audio book. Yeah. That was the big story. Not too much else. Let's see. Uh, it was. There have been 1,500 trailers for Halloween Kills. I, don't I, know. I didn't even watch the, the final, final one. So, you know, uh, oh, well. Well, don't worry, because next week there's the final, final, final <laughs> one. And then 45 TV spots. And then <laughs> and then the, the Peacock exclusive trailer that you have. <laughs> yeah. We also got a trailer, oh, Lord, Lord. trailer for that I Know You Did, I know what you did Last Summer thing whatever i don't i don't know what's yes. happening there but I, there's something with honey on people's faces i don't understand <laughs> i don't get it it's not explained in the trailer we see it a bit more i'm like okay so it is honey uh, that's good i thought it was di- diarrhea yeah, for a bit bukkake um, or whatever it is yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a very strange fetish porn i was like hmm uh, interesting choices yeah it, it looks you know we'll see I, it might be entertaining i don't know yeah i'll watch Maybe. it or hate watch it or <laughs> all of the above i don't <laughs> i don't know what to think about it i mean it's just not something i've i was dying for yeah. exactly yeah. and it doesn't look like it's following the novel any closer so no. it's doing its own nobody thing. nobody ever so, yeah know. decides to follow the novel even though it's right there no. like and i listen <laughs> or i didn't listen i read some interview with one of the directors or whatever and they were like yeah it's, it's so cool i think you're all gonna enjoy it and it's really fun y'all and i'm like oh okay so you, that it. doesn't tell me anything about it deep. Maybe, deep maybe this is why we're getting a trailer like two weeks before the actual <laughs> <laughs> well and then i saw some someone share some posters that so, someone had been commissioned to make for for the show and they were fantastic mm. And they said that these were rejected mm-hmm. for the one that we've seen, where mm. they all have the bukkake on their face. Mm. I'm like, well, so that means Amazon is run by idiots, I assume, because why would you throw these out when they're so much more interesting for this weird bukkake poster that makes everyone ask questions as to what the hell's going on? Yeah. They're like, the kids aren't going to like this one that looks elegant and sophisticated. Like, give them bukkake. The kids are going to watch anything after, like, all these serious hereditary type movies have been in theaters for so long they, they yeah. want something kind of fun and silly so they'll, they'll watch whatever but if you build it they will come <laughs> bukkake on your face, <laughs> on your face. <laughs> <laughs> go 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 check out that poster y'all it's uh, i don't know what's it's happening awful. <laughs> i don't it's get it it's the worst poster i've ever seen in my life <laughs> and there have been some rough ones over the years it's like they're trying to bring back that 90s like style of like all the faces, the faces yeah. but they're people we don't know so it's like yeah. who cares who these people are yes it's like if you're gonna do that let them be big stars yeah. you know yeah there's no point scream 5 still does not have a poster i'm like yeah hopefully or trailer, or trailer. Or, i'm a little nervous I, but it seems like halloween kills would be the perfect place to drop that well they're gonna do that and if they don't do that then i don't know i don't know if it's either then or in that 
preview thing that they're doing mm-hmm. for at the movie like theater. The, the 10th yeah. or something, yeah. yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, it's either going to be that or Halloween Kills, and if it's not those two, then they might be delaying it. I don't know. But I don't know why they would because they they said it was picture locked. Yeah. The test screenings went re- really well, so there's nothing to change. Mm. So why delay it more unless they're like, well, January is that like dead month where they only release the ones that they have no faith in yeah. i get I, but is that really still the case i don't know that used to be the case but i don't know about now yeah since every month is like a dead month <laughs> so, yeah i doubt they'll doesn't really matter i doubt they'll delay it at this point but we'll see i don't think no i i hope not yeah not too much else let's see uh kevin bacon not is really. in some queer horror movie that's coming out uh yeah at a gay conversion yeah, it's, camp it's a... <clears throat> something like that yeah and we'll i'm see. it's like i'm not nervous because i have like a similar movie coming out because i'm like yeah. i just hope it's not like really similar because because mine's not just gay kids it's like like women that have sinned and like it's just like it's like a bunch of people that are mm. you know sure doing that stuff sure. but i'm still like a little concerned like on oh, edge shit. yeah I'm not like what the hell like because <laughs> i don't have blumhouse's marketing budget so well <laughs> or Kevin Bacon. Well, maybe if that one is really successful, they'll be like, what else is out there like this? And then they'll find your movie. Well, and knows? then, you know. Who good. knows? Um, that It's starring someone I went to high school with, actually. Theo Germain. Oh, really? Uh, oh, that's so cool. That's fun. Um, what the hell? Yes. It's pretty neat. Uh, they're doing some TV adaptation of Let the Right One In. I think that was announced a while back, but I just saw it got an, mm-hmm. an official order. I'm like, do we need another adaptation of this? Okay. I don't think so. Yeah. I did not watch the Tonys last night, did you? I didn't either. I saw a picture of Bernadette, and I was like, that's all I need to know (laughs) is that she still looks fabulous and hasn't aged since 1985. That's great. That's all I need to know. Still looking good. (laughs) I did see that in the best leading actor category, only Aaron Tebet. There's only one person, right? (laughs) Yeah. There's only one person. So what an honor to win. (laughs) It just cracks me up. I don't think he'll ever live that down. It cracks me up. What if he didn't win? Yeah. Like, what if he hadn't won? Yeah, I think you have to get like sixty percent of the vote to to, to win, and uh, I guess he got it. But like, you know, that's so sad. That's so sad. <laughs> I would just, I, mean, I would just go up there and be like, know. you know what, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I'm, I, I, I'm just not sure they should have even had one this year because I mean, yeah. what really happened? No, the, much this year. I mean, it's nothing. not nothing. It was more for 2019, yeah. and even that season was cut short because of COVID exactly. in the beginning of 2020. So it was like. Yeah. which is why a lot of these uh, actors didn't really end up qualifying because there was all these weird yeah. rules with that. So it was like, mm-hmm. why did they even bother? Or they should have just made it like a ho- like not an actual awards ceremony, just like performances or something. I don't know. It was just that would have been cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you watched anything recently? What have I watched? Um, I watched a movie called After Midnight last night. Ah, uh, never um. heard of it. Never heard of it. Now, now, was it before midnight or after midnight? I, I did, it was. It was actually a way before midnight. I didn't have a clock in front of me, so I, I couldn't tell what what time it was. There was no grandfather clock telling late. me. I went watching After Midnight, and um, yeah. No, what what have I, I? I went to see Carrie last night on the big screen, oh, which was fun at the theater. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. We were the only ones in there. Nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> Perfect. Like, That's the way to see it. I was like, okay. It's like I felt kind of bad for it. Yeah. I was like, mm, no one's here for this amazing movie, but it it was cool to watch it. It was re, re, re really neat to see it on a, a on a big screen. old screen. And was that the first time um, you'd seen it in I, theaters, uh, like on screen? Yes. Yeah. It was very exciting. Mm-hmm. And then I saw the eyes of Tammy Faye, which was surprisingly delightful. Was it? I've heard kind of mixed things, so I'm glad it was good. I really liked it a lot. Jessica Chastain can fucking sing. I didn't know that. Good. Like she sounds kind of good. Good. (laughs) It's like, wait a second, Jessica Chastain, you've been holding out on it. Let the girl sing. I hate when celebrities can sing and they don't sing. I'm like, what is wrong with you? Because. You know, when they make these movie musicals, they always cast, like, the three people in Hollywood who can sing and then a bunch of people who can't. Yeah. And I'm like, why not give some roles to the ones who can sing? Right. Exactly. Know? Yeah. So, Jessica Chastain, do a musical. Yeah. Thank you. Keep doing your thing. What have you been watching? Well, I got a ride to Candyman. And, oh, the uh, new one? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Okay. Uh, What'd you think? What'd you think? I liked it. Like you. I think, uh, mm-hmm. wasn't blown away, but I liked it. And, uh. Yeah. A lot of stuff I liked. You know, I liked the cast. Yeah. I liked the I liked the gentr- gentrification stuff and the police brutality mm-hmm. metaphors and all that and the visuals. And uh, sorry if there's some spoilers here, folks. But, you know, uh, maybe skip ahead a couple minutes because uh, maybe yeah. we can talk about it for a sec here. Uh, sure. All right. So uh, uh, 
So, all right, I skipped ahead. Are you skipped ahead? You better skip ahead because I'm going to spoil this thing. Skip ahead. Skip ahead. Why are you still listening? Save yourself. I don't know. It. It felt really intent on reminding people about the plot of the original, but mm-hmm. then it didn't really end up doing much with that, other than, you know, the reveal right. that he was the baby, you know, from the original. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, they they created this new Candyman who just felt so pointless that I was like, right. why, why, why couldn't it have just been Tony Todd? Like, why did we need this mm-hmm. new Candyman person? I don't know. Yeah. Um, it, I don't know. Yeah. I guess maybe he was busy and there he was. That like, could have been. I can make it for that a could day. Have been. Um, <laughs> I have a bad. I, I can give you two hours. <laughs> that yeah, that could have been, yeah. I have a bad feeling that they were like trying to set up some sort of Candyman universe by creating like. I think so. Because there's like five of them now, so they can do a film yeah. on each one of them, and it's like, uh, mm-hmm. this was unnecessary. We did not need this. I. I yeah, and th- that that dude that like owned the laundromat, he confused the shit out of me. I was like, why is he working so hard to bring Candyman? Like, it was just very, like, I felt like he needed like an extra scene or two. He was unnecessary, and the the fact that he somehow knew that the baby from the first one was going to grow up and find him someday, yeah. it made no sense. How do you know that? I, yeah. it, he had a lot of faith. Lot yeah, of faith. I, I, I just feel like they could have saved a lot of trouble if they would have just got Tony Todd back and like had it still revolve around him. Um, I, I get that what they were doing, you know, at the end of like, let's make a different kind of Candyman, but like they still could have done that with just Tony Todd and one new one. Like, I don't, I, we didn't need like five of these Candymen. I, yeah. I don't know. But I, I think it's just Tony Todd left such a mark on that part. Yeah. He's just so yeah. memorable and yeah. you know, he's just got, got that great voice and it's, it just it doesn't have the same presence. Yeah, you true, know? true. So it's, it had some cool like visual moments that were mm-hmm. different um, on a budget, you could tell, but it was still you know interesting yeah. and different. And uh, it's it's a hard thing because the original was so visually unique and stunning, and that I mean that's a big part of the reason you watched the original is just like all the exactly. uh, fantastic visuals and everything. So it it was hard to leave up to that, but um, I, I think she did uh, uh, her own thing and. Um, mm-hmm. um, the kills, even though it, it was PG thirteen, right? No, or was it R? It, it, it was. It R, felt more yeah. PG thirteen, but you know, I, yeah. Uh, yeah. The one kill that bugged me was, I think it's the first one with the um the dude and the girl in the art museum after dark. Yeah, and in the movie, um, her throat is slashed by some unseen, you know, force. Yeah. And he just starts to go like, oh, what the hell? Is is this for real? Is this for real? I'm like, oh, shut the fuck yeah. up, dude. Like, it was so annoying. It was like yeah. trying to go for comedy. And I was like, what is this? That felt like a Jordan Peele that scene that he probably me. wrote. Yeah. Uh, because, Maybe. you know, he's always trying yeah. to insert a little bit of comedic moments in there. And sometimes it works, sometimes not as weird. much. Yeah. Uh, and I think that was probably part of, it felt like a film that had a couple different writers on it. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, uh, well because it was like three yeah, writers, right? Yeah, like three writers so, on there. So you could, um, yeah, you could feel that a bit. And then there's some scenes that I think were in the trailers that weren't in the movie, mm-hmm. and I'm like, so there was some stuff that was cut, obviously. Yeah. And I think they might have had some reshoots at some point too. So yeah, you just don't know what the original plan was, and yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's like I think more worked than didn't, but uh, it, mm-hmm. it does feel a little like I don't know some potential was squandered on some things and yeah. and i wish they hadn't put that stupid the song itself is not stupid but the, the destiny's child song in the trailer because every time they said say my name in the movie all i could think was the say my name say my name <laughs> and <I'm> like, <sighs> i do miss the philip glass score yes i think they yes. bring it back like once or twice but yeah. um I, I liked the score itself though. I thought it was kind of a creepy, yeah. moody, kind of synthy creepiness. Yeah, it did. But it's job. just I, I I do think they should have brought back a little bit more of the original score. But I agree. That's just me. Yes. Because I love that uh, score. So oh much. yeah, so good. Uh Helen's theme is so good. I I liked oh, the little like um uh what's it called? Like stop motion sequences they did. Oh that was so those cool. Were cool. Yeah, that was like, so neat. Those are really neat. Um But yeah, they, they it just like I expected, maybe to see Helen or something because they kept like referencing her, but then she never showed up. But yeah, uh, I, I, yeah. I mean, I guess she has like a voice cameo, and that's really about it. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Um, 
it's it's the it's a bigger issue i think that a lot of these hybrid sequel reboot things are having to deal with where they can't really decide if mm-hmm. they want to be a sequel or a reboot or somewhere in between and this one kind of tries to yeah. be somewhere in between and it, it's i don't know i think when they do that and then they have to keep reminding you of the original mm-hmm. the whole the whole time because yeah. they're trying to while also being a sequel yeah. they're trying to like recruit a new audience of like younger view- viewers so it right. feels weird because it's like right. well we're here because we like the original and so we know about the original why do you keep reminding us of it yeah but then i guess they need it for the new kids that haven't seen the i'm like well, i don't I get guess it so. yeah because like i think this pretty much could have just been a straight out reboot and then maybe just have tony todd show up at the end and they'd be like oh it yeah. was actually connected i didn't even know that but yeah. they didn't go that route they decided yeah, it was going to be really this cool. kind of half sequel thing um yeah uh, I appreciate the gay characters. That was nice too. Um, yeah, some representation. And they didn't. Die. They didn't die. They did not die. <laughs> it was like all the deaths were like in the middle of the movie. Almost all of them. It was just like yeah, one after another. Yeah. I almost felt like all the deaths were just like these like little side yeah. characters that you didn't really care kind of about. Afterthoughts. Yeah. And it's like I almost wish they had sort of raised the stakes a bit and maybe killed off some of the ones we actually did care about more. Yeah, you know? I agree. Because it would have been more scary. Because it's just like, oh, this random art critic got killed. Well, he was an asshole anyway. Yeah. Like, who cares? Oh, you know? these <laughs> annoying girls in the bathroom who were bullying someone. Yeah, like, like, you know, whatever. Like, they're gonna grow grow up to be stupid anyway. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. You know, like, yeah. kill yeah. them off. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, there were some powerful moments. Like, just even. Mm-hmm in the end where she's in the police car and he's like telling her like, this is the story you have to say or else yeah, I'm going to make your life yeah. miserable or whatever. And it's like, that was uh, mm-hmm. like very uh, disturbing. And of course this shit happens yeah. like all the time. So, you know, mm-hmm. um, it, uh, and the people complain about being political or whatever. I'm like, you know that again, have you seen the original movie? Like it's, yeah. Oh my God. I don't know. Yeah. It's like the people that are complaining about that. I'm like, I don't think it's any more political than the first one. Really? Yeah. No, I don't think so. I, I mean, no. maybe like a little tinge more. Right. I don't know, but it, it, it never felt forced to me. No. You know, like no one like gave up these long monologues about, you know, stuff. It was, it felt like it was baked into the story fairly well. No. Yeah. Um, I so mean, I, I have, you know, I I don't live that far from Chicago, and I have friends up there, and like yeah. they talk about this stuff all the time, like gentrification and stuff. Yeah. Like this is not just some abstract mm-hmm. thing that like you only hear about in movies. Like this shit happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Like and people talk exactly. about it. So it's, uh, and uh, you know that 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 one critic character, or whatever, who was just so blatantly racist, but she like kind of hit it. Like <laughs> you people. Oh, I mean artists. I'm like, oh my god, get the fuck out. <laughs> Ugh. Um. <laughs> The cast was great. That they were all, yeah. Oh yeah, fabulous. wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's out there. Um, yeah, uh, quite enjoyed it. Streaming and in theaters, so you know, tick your. And I believe it's pick. done quite well too. I've heard in terms it's been doing pretty office, well. Yeah, so. at first it seemed like it wasn't doing that well, but then it's all. Yeah. I don't. Numbers mean nothing to me anymore. I keep seeing articles like, Especially "Oh, this in the pandemic." Yeah, this yeah, what's is like, like seventy million dollars. I'm like, I don't know what that means, but all right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if we got a Candyman two, probably point two, probably. I don't know. Yeah, other than that, uh, that was the main thing. You know, I started that Midnight Mass series. I'm only a couple episodes in. I like it a lot so far. So I've heard it's good. Hopefully, it sticks. Maybe I'll check in next week. If yeah, what are we talking about today? Other than all these assorted topics, Tonys and Candyman and everything. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. We are out of time. Are... Good, good, <laughs> goodbye, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank you for joining well, us. Our anthology was random topics, and that we <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> created an surprise. <laughs> we fooled you. <laughs> You thought you were hearing about a movie, no? Yeah. Um, we wanted the antho- anthology format to really feel yeah, like an anthology. Really authentic. Like every episode, we talk about 50 different <laughs> topics. Organic. Other than the movie. Yeah, very, whatever comes out, you know? <laughs> this is just how people talk, yeah, y'all. We're talking about um, After Midnight. After Midnight. After midnight. Uh, Little scene, Delight from 89. Yeah, I guess I should set the scene for this one. Um, there's not too much to say that there's like nothing on the Wikipedia page, so what are you going to do? Uh, but you know, yeah, like I said, 89. Uh, I don't know how we keep ending up this year. It was not a very good year for horror, but we keep ending up no, here. No, it really wasn't. <laughs> uh, After Midnight was written and directed by brothers Ken and Jim Wheat, who did mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street, The Dream Master, a good one, and, uh, and Silent Scream. Silent Scream, too, Silent Scream and uh, The Fly 2, and uh, mm-hmm. Pitch Black from 2000 that riddick movie i believe like we said opened in 1989 november 3rd sounds like a limited release doesn't say but if it only made seventy six thousand dollars, like that's pretty bad so hopefully that it's was just be. it's got to be some yeah. kind of just limited I hope release. it was like playing like one theater somewhere yeah I don't know. yeah because that's that's not that's not good <laughs> critics mostly just ignored it <laughs> so like there's not even enough to have Rude. like a rotten tomato score right now there's like oh <laughs> there's like three reviews on so there sad. um 
David Nuzier from Real Film Reviews, he liked it. He said, it, it is a consistently entertaining film. The wraparound story is a little lame. I don't really agree with that, but okay. Uh, but the individual tales are quite well done and not entirely predictable, which is true. Um, besides, how can you go wrong with a flick that features the girl from Mr. Belvedere being mauled to death by crazy dogs? True. Well, yeah. Okay. Sure. True. <laughs> it's probably, uh, I guess he wasn't a fan of Mr. Belvedere. <laughs> it's probably my least favorite of these three segments, but okay, sure. Just because the dogs get killed and that's sad. I well, you know, I noticed that they added a lot of sound effects to make them sound more vicious than they were. Because <laughs> yeah. if, if you just watch their they're just fa- cute little doggy. faces, they're like smiling. They're like hi, <laughs> but it's like Bruh. I'm like, oh come on now, they're just smiling. They just want to play, friend. <laughs> I'm going to need 10 minutes of my trailer for my dog treat, please. Like, I don't think I'd survive that movie because I'd just be like trying to play with the dogs. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, it's okay. They're just puppies. Yeah, the oh, there's so my cute. throat. Uh-oh. <laughs> they just like, haven't eaten. Have you seen my larynx? You probably starved them. Yeah. That's why they were so hungry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. But yeah. Uh, Yeah. Eleanor Ringle of the Atlantic Constitution. I don't know what any of these words mean. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a real paper or person. <laughs> Well, th- this person, if if they exist, uh, they felt it was it was boring. Uh, but well, fuck them; they don't exist. <laughs> they compared it to another film, which is actually my uh, overlooked gem. So I will wait on that. But oh, okay. yes, uh, two thousand five, MGM released this on DVD, and then Scream Factory mm-hmm. released it on Blu Ray in twenty seventeen. So it's out there. You know, that's right. Go check it, it out. It's available. It's not out of print yet, like a lot of Scream Factory stuff. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, you know, like we said, this is. An anthology movie during a time when there were not too many of them yet, uh, mm-hmm. other than like Creepshow and the you know the big ones like that, Twilight Zone, um, Cat's Eye, um, From a Whisper to a Scream, that's under the radar. But yes, uh, Night Train to Terror, your favorite. Oh, Night Train to Why aren't we doing Night Train to Terror? Because <laughs> I can't Why sit through we... that movie again. <laughs> Why aren't we doing Night Train to Terror? <laughs> I'm sorry you're allergic to fun, Kevin, but... <laughs> We need to do my turn. <laughs> what the fuck is that movie? <laughs> Everybody's got something to do. Everybody but you. Yeah, they played that song like 10 times. Like, it just keeps coming back. <laughs> it's the only song dance in the movie. With me, dance with me. <laughs> I think it's designed to drive you insane. I think I'm not, so. I think they just play that at, like, mental hospitals to actually bring people back yeah. to sanity. That, that makes sense. it's so insane that, like, it, <laughs> it might make you level out music therapy yeah that's what yeah what is happening in this movie well oh christ on a crutch here we go um so we have allison who is a young student Mm -hmm. she's a college kid Mm -hmm. and she has a friend named cheryl and they're going to this class it's the first day of college and allison's like really nervous about this class for some reason like she's like i just feel bad about it i've got a bad vibe and cheryl's like oh it's cool it's just a class and they get there and it's this class called the psychology of fear by Mm. professor derrick it is my belief to understand fear you must experience fear yourself like thanks that's good thanks derrick really good that's good he's he's a very wise man very wise man and so like all these kids are there and there's this one like d-bag guy his name's russ and he's got a mullet which i guess is why he's so angry all (laughs) the time like just get a haircut russ you'll be fine and he's like what scares you all and he and he's like when girls say no and like everyone's like oh, Russ you're gross oh, oh. Russ. and um, so out. immediately he's like an asshole yeah, so yeah. and so then the professor's like so the the reason that you're scared of people is because we're unpredictable as humans and you never know when we're gonna kill kill you it's mm-hmm. and he's like you know I could have a gun in my bag right now mm-hmm. and Russ is like, yeah, right. You wouldn't do that. And then he pulls out a gun. <laughs> no like more hypotheticals. His face. Hypotheticals are done. We're just doing it. <laughs> and Russ gets so scared that he like piss pisses himself <laughs> and embarrasses himself and runs out of the class. And he's like, you're going to get yours. Uh. This must be in Texas. And, if they can just like yeah. <laughs> take a gun out of your fucking. <laughs> and then so Russ leaves and everyone's like, OK, well, I guess that's that's done. And then the professor just like puts the gun to his head and like pulls the tree rigor and his mm. brains explode yeah. on the wall or do they and everyone's like oh my god yeah. and then he opens his eyes and it's all a big prank oh so <laughs> funny very roseanne type prank there for their halloween episodes yeah 
And unfortunately, because of this little thing that he pulled, um, Russ has gone to the administration and complained. And so the next day, he's like, listen, uh, we're going to have to change the curriculum here. And I'm sorry about it. I had really planned to do something really cool. But we got to change it because of the complaints. The, the administration just gives him like a slap on the wrist, apparently, and uh, yeah, like, for, for pulling out a gun in a fucking classroom. Like, just don't do that again. Yeah. He he's like, now that's not to say that we can't have a private class in my house. Oh yeah, okay. So late at night. What if this guy is like not even a professor and he's just like been impersonating a professor <laughs> the whole time? Like, I, I could buy that. I mean. I'm starting to think it's possible. Yeah. Like maybe he killed the professor and he's like in the basement somewhere of the house, yeah. just like rotting away. Hey, if you're hot <laughs> enough, people will believe anything you say. Like you just walk onto campus and start teaching a class. They're like, okay. And so for some reason, Cheryl's like, yeah, we should totally go. And Allison's like, I still got a bad feeling. Mm-hmm. And they walk down the street at night and it's all dark and rainy and they see Russ because Russ is outside of his frat house, just like brooding. Fucking Russ. Like, I'm going to get him. Like get a life for us, yeah. and um, and so it starts to pour down rain, and they get there, and 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 there's like maybe four other people there, I think. It's a clam bake. And, yeah, um, we're having a little party. It's it's all good fun, and they knock on the door, and they're like, "Well, we've been tr- trying for a while now, and he's not picking up." And Allison's just like, "Have you tried opening the door?" And she just oh, opens it and just walks on in. <laughs> <laughs> so for someone who's so scared, she just d- leaps right right into a potentially threatening si- yeah, situation. There, she's like having bad feelings about this, but you know, yeah. whatever. And so they all come in, and the pr- professor's there, and he's like, "Yeah, let's let's tell some stories, you know, mm. because the scar- scariest ones are the ones that could happen to you." Yeah. And he starts to tell this story. It's our first one of, of the night. Apparently called um, the Old Dark House. They never say I that. I believe though. it. <laughs> but it's a good it's a good name for it. Yeah, yeah because it's about an old dark it's house. All, it's, it's the exact same setup as the Old Dark House from the 30s. Yeah, yeah where the car breaks down and it's, they go into that. Rocky Horror esque to you. It, very much so. Yeah, because it's just this couple. They're dining at, at at the pier for his birthday, and they decide to to take the long way home on this windy seaside road. Yeah. And they break down because there's these these tacks in the road, mm-hmm. and this was before cell phones, so they can't call for help. Yeah, scary time. And uh, they didn't have a spare tire for some reason. But no, right. they do not. They see that the lights on at this old dilapidated mansion where all this bad stuff happened because apparently. Back in the day, there was this story about this guy who, like, had these garden shears and killed a bunch of people there. And they decide they're going to go see if there's anybody there because there's a light on. So they're like, someone's got to be there. There's a light over Over at at the the old dark house. And they sneak in through a window. Actually, she sneaks in. And then he goes in after her Mm -hmm. and he finds her necklace with some blood on it. And he's like, what the hell? Yeah. And he hears her call calling out upstairs, so she goes up. He goes upstairs and finds this light pointing through like a keyhole. Mm-hmm. And when he opens the door, it, there's like all these skulls, and there's this flashlight shining through the door. And bugs and worms, with like these bugs and, yeah. everywhere. And he's like, yeah. "Oh no, oh no!" Yeah. And at one point, he looks at a clock, and as you said before, it's it's not quite midnight mm-hmm. or after midnight mm-hmm. it's just sort of almost before midnight midnight yes. this should just be called before midnight <laughs> yeah. really yeah. yeah false advertising maybe that's why it bombed maybe because they were like this wasn't the movie i came came it came <laughs> in for you clearly said after midnight and then it's not i want so, my money back like rotten tomato at you yep um and then he goes downstairs and the door to like i guess the parlor they open by themselves and he sees his wife and she's like, help me. And then the doors close and then they open back up again. And there's this creepy dude with these (laughs) garden shears and he's like, Oh my God. And the doors close again. And then we see inside this room, it's just his wife wearing this costume with this, these fake garden shears and stuff on her back. Well, this reminds me of all these people of a certain newer horror film that I will not spoil, but yes. Oh, okay. Interesting. We talked about it, but yes. Spoil it after yes. the thing. I don't yes. remember. <laughs> and and so um, then we can see that there's a bunch of people in the parlor with a birthday cake, and they're planning a party. This whole thing has been a surprise party. It's been this sick, twisted, fucked up prank yeah. for a birthday party. Mm-hmm. And he's like – and he's out, outside the door. Yeah. And he grabs this sword, and he's about to go confront this killer <laughs> – 
<laughs> and then they get the birthday cake and she's about to turn around and open the doors and when they open the doors he just charges towards her because she he st- still thinks that it's the killer yeah and it just swings this sword and de- de- decapitates It's like her. this like slow motion thing where he could clearly be like, oh, that's her, but he doesn't. He just yeah. keeps swinging it and decapitates it's, her. Yeah. It's a downer. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. I, and it's goofy. It's, it's super goofy. The, the, the scoring yeah. is very like, are you afraid of the dark-esque throughout? And I like that it, a lot. Definitely, um, yeah. Uh, it, it definitely keeps the tone a little bit lighter. Yeah. It's a, it's not a very frightening film. No, but that's okay. It, um, that's okay. And yes, yeah, so that's the first story. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, wow, that was so scary. And he's like, does anyone have any stories? And then we can see that um, that off to the, off to the, to the side outside, Russ has an axe and he is about to do some damage. And then I think the lights go the out. The lights here, go right? out Isn't and the it's like out? the only house on the street where the light goes yeah. out and they're suspicious and about Allison, that knows immediately where like the candles are yeah. and everyone's like what that's yeah, weird she's having a lot of you know that deja vu type stuff here yeah yeah you're like allison you got some skills mm-hmm. what's going on and so then they tell another story yeah. about these young girls yes this is called a night on the town and it is a night on the town indeed yes. another great title the tale of sense. a night on the town <laughs> <laughs> Submitted for your approval of the Midnight Society. (laughs) Um, And this is about a a bunch of girls. I guess they're like in high school because they're too too young to get into clubs. (laughs) Smoke the cigarette. It'll make you look older. Okay. (laughs) She's like. (laughs) And so these four girls are trying desperately to get into all all these like sleek downtown fun clubs. Mm -hmm. And it's just not working out. And so they're like, I guess we'll try to go to this last club. And. Uh, the girl driving, I think her name is Amy. It's her car. Yes. And she's like, oh, no, I, I forgot to fill up on gas and it's on empty. And they're like, for how long? And she's like, well, this warning light's been on for a lo- oh, a while. And they're like, Amy, you idiot. Why didn't you say something? <laughs> so they stop at this gas station in the middle of the warehouse district. Yeah. It's very moody. Like the, yeah. th- These locations are great. And the gas pump does not work. It's nope. not even attached nope. to... Uh, hose and so they decide to go in two of them go in to see if there's a phone and while they're in there they see these dogs that are like like, they just start to growl at them and then all of a sudden this guy comes out of nowhere he he looks kind of like um jim varney the guy who plays Ernest. Ernest, you know Mm -hmm. those like (laughs) Ernest movies and he's all like oh fresh meat there's all these like satanic symbols all over the place on the walls and stuff too yeah and so they try, the two that are outside try to go back in and they make too much noise and that alerts them um, that there's other ones out there. And so one of them like hits the guy over the head with like a piece of wood or something and yeah. they run away. Because he tries to like kiss her and she bites his lip mm-hmm. and then, yeah, yeah. it's uh, I think it's Kelly or, uh, yeah, well, I don't mm-hmm. know, all these names, yeah. Jennifer, Lisa, Amy, Kelly, Serena, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> DD. Very 80s oh, names. Uh, yeah. yeah. Because this has Judy Aronson and Penelope Sudro. Right, right. One was in Nightmare on Elm Street 3 and one was in Friday the 13th Part mm-hmm, 4. Mm-hmm. So they've got some, some cred there. horror pedigree too. Yeah. And so, yeah, they get in the car and they run away and the guy like jumps on the car and he like stabs through the hood and like and stabs one of them in the shoulder and then they they run him into another car like they yeah. fucking demolish him yep, like yep. he's like he, he is dead as shit he's ended, ended now yes <laughs> and they're like yay he's dead and then they're like but wait what about the dogs and all of a sudden these dogs just start like ru- r- rushing toward towards them i think amy gets out of the car to run yeah. and they attack her <laughs> And eat her yeah. or should i say they eat like a stuffed animal dressed as <laughs> <Yeah>. amy <laughs> that's probably full of like peanut butter or something well, she was a fucking eat. idiot she should have just stayed in the car come <laughs> on know. and they're like no amy so then they're they all leave the car and they go on the run and they climb gates and they sneak in through things yeah. and they end up in this like warehouse thing mm-hmm. with all these like vats of something that's flammable i guess it's gasoline or something mm-hmm. i don't know yeah and they trick the dogs and then somehow like stick them in there and then they light it on fire and the dogs just die in the explosion. It's sad. I mean, sort of. It's really yeah, sad. It's sad because they're really cute. Yeah. Like, they're really cute dogs. Yeah. yeah. I want to hug them. It's all. really sad. So yeah. good. So then they're back yeah. at 
La Casa de uh, pro- Professor. Yeah. And uh, more, and there's one more story. Yeah, more small more talk. Nothing really tale. happens in this like not framing really. part right now. They, they're like yeah, they, I think we see Russ like sneak into the basement or something yeah somebody questions or like that really happened and then she's like sure my sister told me about it she knew someone who went to their high school i'm like okay girl (laughs) sure thing i believe you're sharing okay all right and this tale is Uh, all night operator what's it called all night operator (laughs) and this one's about a gal who's just come back from a ski vacation where she didn't get to ski because she mm-hmm. slipped on some ice before she got to the slopes and broke her leg. Broke her leg yeah. So she's, she's she's on these crutches. Mm-hmm. And she works this at this all-night um, phone ser- service yeah. place. Telephone messaging service, which, are, which I don't think are a, a thing, thing of the past. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so this one's very re- relevant. Yeah. And uh, and so she stops by. It's at this kind of like high rise downtown building, yeah, uh, with a doorman. So she should she should be safe, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, supposedly. her clients are like soap opera stars, like Vanessa Birch mm-hmm. is her name. Vanessa Birch. Vanessa Remember Birch. Vanessa Birch? <laughs> and all my I children. I her turn on as the world yes, turns. The world. It was wonderful. I like when she was possessed by the demon Arzagog. I don't Which know. Which is like back now. That's what I heard. That's cool. Heard. Yeah, that's so fucking cool. Yeah. But. We digress. We digress. Um, but yeah, um, so, that never happens. So she no. wa- walks in, yeah. and the lady in in charge, I think her name's Molly, right? She's yes. Um, she's been working all night, and she and um and the the main what's the main girl's name? I Alex, I believe. Alex, yes. Alex, yeah. Alex is like, "What are you doing here all by yourself?" And she's like, "Well, while you were gone, I had to lay off everybody because we're not making any money. Mm-hmm. You know, probably because answering services were even then kind of a thing of the past." Yep. And she's like, but I've been getting these really weird calls all night for this soap star, Vanessa. And so so just be on the lookout. And so she goes home and Alex, you know, starts off for for the night. And immediately she gets a call from this creepy dude who's calling from a phone booth who's like, give a message to Vanessa. And he's like really weird. She's like, what's going on? And then we can see that he is at a phone booth right outside of Vanessa's house, Mm -hmm. her like her apartment. Mm -hmm. So we're like, uh oh. Yeah, she's trying and to get so, like a straight answer out of this guy, and she's like, "Is this gonna be like yeah. 20, 20 questions or something? Just, just yeah. tell me what she's I want to know." Sassy. She's sassy. I like she's her. Sassy. I like her. And uh, and so then Vanessa goes into her apartment and get gets a call from Alex. That's like, "Here's your messages. You got like twenty calls from this dude," and she's like, "Oh no, not again." And Alex is like, "Do you want me to tell you what he said?" And she's like, "Oh God, no, no." <laughs> so clearly, this has been happening for a while. Yeah. And, um, and so it's just, she's very on edge about it. And so she hangs up and, you know, there's some discussions and stuff. And then the guy calls back and we see that he is in Vanessa's apartment Mm -hmm. and Vanessa is dead. And now he is pissed off that Alex didn't receive, uh, didn't give her the messages. Yeah. So he choked her with a phone cord. Yes. Fitting, I suppose. Fitting, I guess. Yes. You know? And he's like, now I'm going to come after you because you didn't tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. And now Alex is a little on edge. So she calls Molly and she's like, can you get down here? Because I think I'm going to leave because he just th- threatened me. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I was just trying to get some sleep. I guess I'll come down there as soon as I can. Mm-hmm. And then um, she goes and she and she she tells the doorman, you know, to like watch out for anyone that comes in. Yeah. And some time passes. And she gets another call from this creepy dude who's in a phone booth somewhere that we can't see. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I'm going to come in there. I'm going to kill you. Blah, blah, you know. and, and she's like, not again. And so then all of a sudden he gets off the line and she's like, hello, hello. And someone else p- picks up the line and it's the doorman. Mm-hmm. So this guy has been calling from inside the fucking building. Mm-hmm. So he's in there now. The call is coming from and- inside the house. It's so fucking scary. And um, and so then she tells the door, the doorman, like, I told you to tell me when someone was in there. And and um, she's like, just OK. So when Molly gets here, just say, come right on up. And he's like, Molly got here like a while ago. Mm-hmm. She's not there yet. And she's like, oh, shit. That's because she's been dead. She's been dead for 15 minutes <laughs> in the elevator because she gets her crutches and she goes out in the hall and she presses the ele- elevator and boom, out comes Molly's corpse. Mm-hmm. And she screams and oh no. And, we and get so out. she tries to go down the stairs, but then she 
falls and breaks one of her crutches. And then she hears this guy coming up the stairs and she's like, oh, shit. So she runs back down the hall and like breaks all the Why lights. Why did she do lo- that? Locks her- I don't I, it, understand. It, it, it's just like, like a set does he have thing. night blindness? Yeah. I don't. It, it was never Im- implied that he did. And like I don't when know she breaks it, those like uh, it just like uh, sparks. sparks come out. It's like you could set yourself on fire or something here, girl. Like, it's like watch a light out. show. Like, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so she rushes into her office and she locks the door and she sees this shape on the glass. Yeah in front of it so she breaks one of her crutches and uses that as a weapon and stabs it through the glass and it's and it's the doorman <sighs> she stabbed the damn doorman uh, she's like fuck damn, and damn, then the damn. phone rings and she's like oh, obviously i know who who it is <laughs> and she picks up the phone and says hello and then you can see that he's already behind her he's on the phone. behind you behind he's in you. the room <laughs> This one's probably my favorite because it's very Hitchcocky. Yeah, it's good. It's got like a nice it's good. vibe. It's good. I, I like it a lot. I think it's yeah, probably um, my favorite too. Yeah, it's good. And then we're back yep. at the professor's house, mm-hmm. and the professor decides to go downstairs to uh, I I don't know what he's something, doing. Something like check a pilot um, light, I think. Something like that. Yeah. yeah, and he sees that there's all this water on the floor because the basement doors have been opened, and there's all this water. So someone must have gotten in. I don't know. And then Russ pops out with, with with an axe and like hits him in the head and knocks him out. Yeah, there can't be that much water on the floor because now we get this like ring of fire yeah. sequence where it's like exactly. So I don't, I don't know where you find yeah. this space where there's no water, but whatever. Uh, you know, he's very good at cleaning up. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's very ta- ta- talented that yeah. way. And the rest of them come downstairs when he doesn't show back up, mm-hmm. and they see that Russ has him hung from the ceiling yeah. on this rickety ass pole. Yeah, yeah, this pipe thing with this uh, this like ring of gasoline around him Mm -hmm. and they're like russ don't do it what are you doing and stuff and he fucking lights this match and creates this ring of fire Mm -hmm. around him Mm -hmm. and then the pipe breaks and so the professor is saved um and then he just like grabs the axe and starts killing Russ. Just starts like hacking at him, yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, I didn't think you would do it, but I would. And then he just starts like stabbing him like fifty times. Yeah, it's good. And then catches on fire, and continues to s- stab him. Yeah, this whole last sequence is uh, gets pretty nuts here. Yeah, it's like the gas pipe goes off, yeah. and so it just like be- becomes like a flame th- thrower. But like so a everything supernatural thing, where like the other girl Cheryl, it's I think weird. is her name, she's getting like dragged into it by some force she's, of like, sucked into nature. A, yeah, like a vortex or something. Yeah. It's very odd. Yeah. yeah, and Allison's not so good at holding on. No. Um, she literally lets go within like five s- seconds. So that's a great friend. Yeah, and. Uh, and so Cheryl's like carried off into the abyss and everyone else is like just caught on fire. And the pro- pro- professor's now just a skeleton with, with an axe. <laughs> it's so silly. It's like even, and it's just like it's going like after her. Army of darkness shit here. Yeah. It's, it, it really is. Yeah. yeah. And she runs up the stairs and she discovers that she's in the um, – the, I think she's in the downtown area from from, from the second yeah. story with the dogs. She keeps going through all the different settings, which is cool. Yeah. yeah, and so she like runs down the street, and then she's in the old dark house again, yeah. and then the, she tries to break break in yeah. with the the axe, and then she goes back through the uh, the um, the building with the phone op operators, and then she wakes up. <laughs> she wakes up, and she's like, "Oh my god!" And then it cuts to the first scene of the movie. Where she's talking to Cheryl about how uncomfortably uh, uncomfortable she is with this with this class, mm-hmm. and then she goes into the the school and it just fades to black. It's like, is this a premonition, perhaps? Yeah, it seems like she's just living this constant uh, cycle here, right? Where she wakes yeah. up and the same thing happens, and then she wakes up again and it just keeps happening over and over and over again. She's stuck in. We in called that twenty twenty. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Good times. An existential Good loop times. of doom. Yeah. This is a great pandemic movie. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> We're never going to get out of this. Great. <laughs> this this movie will finally become a huge hit yeah. because of this. Yeah, so hopefully hopefully more people see it because we're talking about it. So it was a, ahead of its time. Yeah. Yeah, this is a fun movie. It it's is. really fun. And it's, it is good. It's one of those movies that I think it's rate, rated R, mm-hmm. but it feels like it could be watched by like young kids. It's not gory. Yeah, it's, it's it's kind of goofy. There's not a lot of like sexual stuff in it either. Mm-mm, it's really no. It's, uh, uh, I don't remember any nudity or yeah. I mean a dog like eats someone, it's... but that's about the yeah. I don't know. 
you know. But I mean, we see that every day. Yeah. Like yeah. kids are so used to that by this point, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. So it's like it's a very kind of like safe, fun, light kind of a it movie. It does. It feels like a slightly more adult. Like, are you afraid of the dark? And yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I dig it. Yeah, it's a. Uh... Yeah, it's a good one for the whole family. Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> And, uh, one. I, I mean, if this came out now, it would probably be like PG-13. I'm not yeah, really probably, sure why it's R. Probably. Probably. I think maybe they say like fuck once or twice, and that's probably why. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I like this one, though. I love that it's got that like the uh, the second story and the third story have that great like late night downtown urban mm-hmm. atmosphere that I love. Sure. There's a certain mood in like a downtown area at yeah. night that I love. That kind of vamp and aesthetic. It really captures that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just captures that so well. So go check it out. Yeah, it's a good Halloweeny mm. one to throw on and have a good time with. It would make a good double feature with Urban Legend, actually. Just like watch this and then watch Urban Legend right it after. It would. Yeah. Maybe good, good. Yeah, college hijinks. College hijinks. Turn to terror. Mm-hmm. Because your mom's sister's dog walker knew someone who this happened to. This really happened, you know? That's right. And don't eat those pop rocks. Happens every day. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't not do it. not with the soda. No. Don't you dare. <laughs> don't be like Mikey. Don't do it. Why? Poor Mikey. Why? <laughs> Lucky for you, Miss Thang. <laughs> I got a visual aid. Wexler. <laughs> so good. Ding, 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 ding. Natalie. Yeah. Ding, ding. God. Where is her Oscar? God damn it. <laughs> Retroactive. That's like the best performance it at the is. end of a horror movie. Check it out, y'all. I mean, it really, it's, it, it won't hurt you. No, Wild Climax. It will not. It's got that crazy-ass climax. Yes. Um, which is similar to my Overlooked Gem for today. Uh, what is it, Kevin? Tell me. I watched this film a while ago, and I forgot about it until I saw the, in that review that somebody was comparing this to that. And I was like, oh, actually, oh. yes, it is a film called hmm. Dead of Night. From 1945, an old movie here. Yes. Um, so you have this architect who goes to a farmhouse to see a potential client, and when he arrives, he gets the feeling that he's been there before. So just like Allison in this movie, um, is that her name? Mm-hmm. Allison. Yes. That's yes. Name. Yes. Uh, so once he's inside, he meets this group of people who seem oddly familiar, and he tells them that he dreamt about them and that all these things are going to happen, and he has this really vague recollect- recollection of all these things. Um, so for whatever reason, they decide they're going to tell all these scary stories about all the supernatural shit that happened to them. Uh, so each one of the characters has this uh, story and about sort of overcoming death or being faced with death. And uh, you get the sense that maybe this is some sort of purgatory, but it's never really uh, established. Um, but uh, and it's it feels very formative for like the Twilight Zone, um, even the Twilight Zone movie, because the segments themselves have sort of a different vibe for each one. Like some of them are more comedic and some of them are more straight horror thriller. And um, Mm -hmm. so it's interesting in that regard, much like the Twilight Zone movie. Um, And uh, yeah, uh, I don't want to spoil too much more. I've already spoiled a lot of it, but you know, uh, it has a climax that's very similar to After Midnight. So there's, there's that. And uh, I can definitely see where this had to have been an inspiration to some degree because I'm sure it was. Yeah. yeah, It it goes in very similar directions. It's different enough, but uh, where it ends up in the end is pretty similar. So, yeah. Uh, nice, nice one. We're checking Good out one. in black and white. Sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Now I'm out. <laughs> we live in a color world. Why would I watch a black and white movie? <laughs> what you got? Well, mine this week is a picture called Straight Jacket Straight starring Jacket, yes. Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford, yes. Good stuff. It's a William Castle picture. Mm-hmm. It's also in black and white. I'm sorry, guys. We're just bringing the black and whites today. <laughs> the old stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're feeling a little elderly today. Yeah. And this is about a lady who um, killed her husband and her and, and his lover mm-hmm. um, way back when. And she's finally released from a mental hospital many years later and goes to live with her daughter. And all of a sudden, these axe murders start taking place again. And they're like, is it her? Has she gone crazy? Suspicious. Is, was she never... Was she never healed? And you'll have to find out in the shocking climax of Straight Jacket. No one will be admitted in the last 15 <laughs> minutes of Straight Jacket. Because it's, it's really good. It's fucking crazy. It's really good. Yeah. It makes a good double feature with um, the Betty Davis one. Uh, oh, Baby Jane. Not Baby Jane. The, uh, the, the other one that she did. Uh, um, Hush Hush Sweet Charlie. Hush Hush Sweet Charlie, yes. Yeah. Oh, kind of with yeah, the psychological cool. vibes there and stuff, yes. Um, You're a vile, sorry little bitch. Yes, exactly. What a month Indeed. this is going to be. 
With what a merry month. So a merry month of terror. I think so. It's going to be fun. Terrifying tales. I'm so glad you've all joined us. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this magical journey. Thanks, Siskel. <laughs> or Ebert. I don't know which one. <laughs> there were no children in danger in this one. I, I, I think Siskel would have liked it. I'm going to need to see how old each one of these uh people are to make sure that none of them <laughs> I'm gonna are need underage to card all the yeah. actors I'm gonna, please please <laughs> that one girl that was eaten by the dog looked a little young i don't know yeah <laughs> she had it coming whatever <laughs> <laughs> she was on mr belvedere yeah. apparently, <laughs> apparently that's cause for murder i don't know yeah so go, go watch this movie and uh then go become a critic and write some reviews so there's an actual like uh, list yeah. on there because this deserves so there's some like reviews presence for this movie <laughs> yeah that's so sad. This movie is 30 years old and it has <laughs> yeah. like no presence. Nope. And it's really good. <laughs> like That's really sad. It is sad. What are you going to oh, do? That's, that's why we're talking about it though. We're uh, spreading the love, I the know. gospel. Yeah. Yes. The gospel of after midnight or before midnight or adjacent to midnight. <laughs> During midnight. Or I don't really, know. Yeah. <laughs> the stroke of midnight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, we will be back next week with another set of terrifying tales. So as always. <gasps> You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at HOHH Podcasts. We are on Instagram at Homos and Haunted Hill. We are on Letterboxd. You can leave us a review on iTunes during this spooky month. We would love that. Please be kind. Be wonderful. If you have yes. nothing kind to say, well, don't say anything, as your mama told you, That's right? That's right. That is right. <laughs> uh, yeah, we appreciate you listening, as always. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's a spooky month. It's not exactly what we were expecting with, you know, the pandemic still raging. But uh, what are you going to do? Yeah. We'll try to keep nothing it. Nothing we can do about nothing it. Nothing we can do about it. All we can do is, you know, yeah. keep things light and spooky here, you know. I don't yeah. know. We're just putting on our hand sanitizer and yeah. <laughs> hoping for the best. Hoping for the best, yeah. That is all for uh, this lovely week. Yes. Thank you for joining yes. us. you know, uh, unpleasant dreams, you know. Yes. <laughs> all right, bye. Goodbye. <laughs>